I don't really have like a funny way to open this or anything. Um, this is a podcast. Oh, we yeah. are vampires! Vampires! Just, is this really the one that makes you give up? Yeah, this wow. is the one that made me give up. Damn, that's I'm, I'm Matisse Van Rossum. That's it. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets, and you smell that? I smell Debussy. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Sparkly Vengeance, Cleveland Mosier. Oh my god. I'm glad you guys are feeling more into it than I am. Somebody's got to bring some energy to this, because I have none. Are you an energy you vampire? Took, you took a lot of psychic damage. You I did. took I took maybe the most psychic damage I've ever taken from a movie, which is hard to believe. I, I this is like, like my bottom. That suffering through this movie with UTs made it a lot easier for me. Like, every time I looked at the screen... <laughs> And I saw something awful. I could feel my face, like, making, like, a, a horrified expression of just, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is so stupid. And I'd look over and I'd see the exact same expression on your face. And it just made everything easier. The sweet suffering. This is like a Cenobite sort of see, scenario. Yeah, no tears. I think the thing about this for me is, like, it definitely wasn't better than I was expecting. I wouldn't be able to say that, but it was certainly funnier than I was expecting. Yeah, I agree. Unintentionally... But it was still funnier than I was expecting. In some cases, almost, I think, intentionally. Like, there's there's no way that, like, some of the people working on this movie and editing it weren't, like, having a laugh also. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, we should intro the movie we're talking about. Oh, yeah, context is important. Yeah, yeah, context is important. I mean, if you've clicked on the episode, you've seen the title, but this is a Patreon pick, um, and we're talking about... We're talking about Twilight... <laughs> Uh, Micah, our honorary pod boy, did this to us. I will say, now that I've come out of it, we're watching it, I'm less mad at Micah. I actually think this is a pretty funny pick. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, (laughs) it certainly is a funny pick. I made the mistake of saying in the Discord at some point a while ago that none of our honorary pod boys have ever trolled us yet. And that, like, we've always gotten, you know, like, interesting Wait, this is on you? I mean, I in a roundabout a sort of way, I guess, maybe. You know, I, I'm just sort of like a trusting person that doesn't expect, like, people to fucking, you know, drive a knife into my back. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I mentioned that, like, nobody had trolled us on the podcast yet. And so Micah decided, why not? I'm going to make them talk about Twilight. And so here we fucking are. Talking about Twilight. And I just want to say this right off the bat. <laughs> I think that we all we all know what this movie is. We know what this franchise is. We know that this is just like a machine that is fed by the fucking like ennui of like 13-year-old girls. Yeah. And engaging with it on like a serious critical level doesn't seem fair to any party involved but here we are and we have a duty and we have a duty to do we got a so job I just, so i just want to say that i know it's not really fair <laughs> to spend the next hour and some change complaining about this movie it's it's a useless exercise but here we are, so we're going to do it. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Yeah, we're going to talk about 2008's Twilight. 
directed by uh, hang on, I had her name Catherine a second. Catherine Hardwick. Catherine Hardwick, uh, and starring Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, and based on the best-selling teen vampire romance novels written by Stephanie Meyer. Well, okay, let's let's start by talking about our histories with the Twilight series, like. Growing up, it was pretty ubiquitous in middle school yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what what is your guys' experience with the the series. I if mean, anything, I have n- none. I have zero experience with it outside of like you said. This series blew up when we were in middle school, so I remember for years, pretty much you know ninety percent of the teen girls carrying around. These just enormous, glossy black books with uh, fucking, quote-unquote, tasteful black and white photography on them where one piece of the photograph was blood red. (laughs) And, like, it's, you know, it was impossible to not be ambiently aware of what the story is about. Yeah, and Team Edward, Team Edward, Team Jacob, all of this shit, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was everywhere. But... Up until this point, right here, just a month before my 30th birthday, I had managed to never read a single one of these books or watch a single one of these movies. So, that's my history with Twilight. Ben, did you want to kind of give your history, or did you have more Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't have a ton of history with the series. You know, I, like all of us, have been ambiently aware yeah. the series and you know I've seen too many shitty Tumblr posts with screenshots and we are not nor have ever been the demographic for these things no, no. and uh, you know Tease and I we didn't have a sister growing up which definitely correct made it so we weren't even close to like I had female friends in middle sure, school you know sure. and would like hear them talking about it like at the lunch table but it's you know I mean at that age it's like girl shit and boy shit is like very clearly like separated you know and this was girl shit so i didn't pay attention to it i was too busy fucking uh being into warhammer (laughs) you you want to know what i was into in seventh grade around our lunch table they would let you take however many little packets of butter you wanted from the i don't know the buffet sort of thing and so we would just stash them right we would take like five or six each, and we did this for like multiple months, and then we decided to take all of those and have a butter war. That's where we shoot them at each other in the park. And you know what? Frankly, I wish we could spend the next hour talking about your butter war. I mean, that's that's boy shit. Right that's there. boy shit right there. That's real <laughs> shit for the boys. I remember we we would shoot them in the cafeteria itself and one time we got butter stuck on the ceiling hell yeah and it was there for the rest of the year let me ask you something this is a tangent because i don't want to talk about this well yeah yeah um 
Cleveland and I obviously grew up together and went to to the same school, so we had a lot of the the same experience growing up. Did you did your school in middle school? Did you have hornets? Was that a thing where you fold a piece of paper over like a million oh, times and put it on a rubber band and then shoot it at somebody and it hurts like the fucking Dickens? No, <laughs> we did not. Did you just say hurts like the? Are, are you a? Are you an orphan? Are you a like a? That's such a damn. That's I was, yeah, I was, cha- I was channeling. I was channeling yeah. my southern energy. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, we had five stars. You know, just what is that? What open palm slapping the back of someone to leave a five sided. Okay, so we had something similar to that where you'd slap the shit out of the back of somebody's neck and you called that getting their cream cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be real, I don't remember that one. That cream cheese was See, never just run up, You just run up behind somebody, slap the absolute shit That's out of the back cheese. of their neck, and be like, oh, got that cream cheese. Yeah, we did not have that. We had five stars, and we had corn dogs. Corn dogs oh, are okay, when you speak up behind someone, and... Throw your fist. Oh, oh yeah, we did up that. Their between their yeah. No, between their legs yeah, to get their... their to get their crotch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Yards. You're yeah. the stick. They're the corn dog. Yeah, I get it. Um, interesting. We, we well, it's interesting thing. But it's uh, you know hitting their balls. Yeah, going around from behind to get the balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, corn I know dog. what you mean. Um, man, interesting to see the different cultures of middle schools in America. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How about that, Cleveland? What was your experience with Twilight? All right, long... All right so um, I've mentioned before. I grew up. You know, my mom taught at a dance studio, and so there was, I, I spent a lot of time, like, at the dance studio, and, like, you know, during performances and stuff, I, I used to, like, run lights and sound, and I danced a little bit myself, but, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? What does this have to do with Twilight? Uh, I spent a lot of time around the demographic that this, these books were for, um, so you mentioned you guys didn't have sisters. Uh, I do, but she's like seven years older, so like she didn't really like experience the Twilights. But the Twilight stuff is much. She was more into like the Interview of the Vampire stuff, and you know all the like classic. Sure. You know, well, not classic, but I did. I did. I did read a few of those in middle school. Actually, sure. the Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Uh, what, all is that it, stuff. what is it with horny women and vampires? Interview with the Vampire, Twilight. True fucking blood. true blood i mean like, that, that was just like the 90s and the 2000s like everybody was fucking hot for vampires yeah. it was definitely like it was a cultural moment and there were like different stratifications of it with like different generations because like yeah. interview the interview with the vampire like i think the earliest one of those books came out in like the late 80s or like early 90s well, so it was definitely like a you know an earlier thing but then twilight is kind of the same thing it's the bad boy just worse just it's, worse you know written. it's the ooh, yeah you want that kind of danger guy like you know like guys have dude, the equivalent of that you want a dude who's gonna fucking suck you dry suck you dry and you they know should what? have made boat really dracula cool. hot that movie wouldn't have bombed i agree they... but no i disagree uh, <laughs> i like you like a i like if i i said it in that episode i like i like my draculas i like my draculas to be nasty sure, little I mean, rat freaks I agree, sure but the movie would have not bombed uh, yeah, so, okay sure yeah. the one is like my mom, you know, her her job is to like work with teens, you know, like and and work with like these these young girls on a regular basis. So she wanted to like, and they were all talking about Twilight. You know, for me, this is like my freshman year of high school, and throughout because these books and movies went on forever. So it was just like, oh my, my god, like yeah. throughout the entirety of my high school, it's like it was like Twilight was always being talked about, and um, 
she, uh, you know, she wanted to, like, be able to relate. So she's like, you know what? They're always talking about these Twilight books. I'm going to give them a go and listen to them on tape. And uh, her office was, like, right beneath my room. And, you know, I'm coming and going throughout the house. So, like, I'm just ambiently hearing Twilight as well. So, like, I um, I never sat down and, like, watched the movies. But I, I listened to a lot of it. And my mom and I kind of commiserated a little bit because she was going through it. And, like, I'd just be walking through the hall, and you'd hear a line, like, you're, like, heroin to me, or whatever. And my mom and I would just look at each other and laugh. Because, like, she thought it was stupid, too. But she was, like, just, you know, trying to, like, you know, get, like, the headset of her students and, like, relate with them. I mean, geez, that's like, some fucking dedication. I agree. Like, yeah, my, my mom cared about her job, and I, I appreciate that. But, so, it was, like, we had a, we had a pretty fun time, like, like listening in and, and laughing at, you know, like, the terrible writing. It was great because, like, you know, like I shared a lot of like YA books and stuff like that with my mom too, um, and uh, and my grandma as well. Like, she really got me into reading as a kid, and uh, so like, you know, the His Dark Materials books and like other well-written YA novels. And so then we get to fucking Twilight. It's like this is awful. Like, this is just the fucking worst. But in addition, um, uh, my sister did uh, go to school, go to college, and graduate from Pacific University in Oregon. So, uh, around the same time. So when I was in school, we all, the whole family, you know, for a graduation, the whole family went up to the Pacific Northwest and, um, her boyfriend at the time, also, uh, their family lived in, in Port Angeles and were taking a vacation to La Push. So we drove Wow, up. you saw all of the Twilight I sites. I saw all you of the Twilight. All of the Twilight like, sites. All wow. of the Twilight sites in one vacation. That's incredible. We we went and 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 do so you just, feel you know, like, like do you feel like from a Oregon to Washington? Do you feel shinier? Of course. Yeah, I'm shiny as fuck, boy. But like <laughs> the the fucking uh, but to go from Portland to like up into Washington, guess what? You have to pass through motherfucking forks. Oh, oh so wow! I've been to four. I've been all like oh. we went. So with this is my this is my favorite. Did they actually book, shoot this in Forks? Um, I think they, I mean they shot it in the Pacific Northwest for sure. Uh, but some like, of it at yeah, least. I, yeah. I don't want to say whether they shot it, but like Forks. Like, I mean, so Forks I went, is like the setting of this movie. Did you yeah. recognize the town? Uh, loosely, I don't know. I guess it was like oh, like it was like fifteen years ago. But like, I mean, uh, was it actually shot there? That, that's, what like, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Probably, but like again, like I mean, whenever they're out in the woods, like yeah, that's the Pacific Northwest for sure. Um, like they definitely didn't shoot it in like fucking California or whatever. I like, mean, realistically, they, in Canada. They, yeah, they probably shot it in like Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. but that's, like, where, that's where like um, most things that shoot in the Pacific Northwest shoot. Sure, uh, but the uh, even so, like it really did look like that area. I, I'll, I'll give it that at the very least. But um, the, f- the this is the funniest part, though. We went through Forks, and we're driving through, right? So, like, we saw, we stopped for, like, some of the sites or whatever. You know, there were, like, some cool, like, fucking totem poles or whatever. Did but... you go to the Lumberjack Blade Runner restaurant? So we, we didn't go to that weird fucking place with the toads out front that was, that was <laughs> did look very cool in the movie. Uh, that was, that's definitely my favorite location in the film. Um, but we did go, we did, because we were driving along the way. We stopped at a subway. Sure. <laughs> and in, like, 2000 and, what would that have been, like, eight? Uh, the forks, 
the subway in Forks had a Twilight sandwich. I bet it fucking did. Yeah. I bet it fucking <laughs> oh, did. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I thought, I, that's, I, you that's know, my I, favorite anecdote. I what bet, would it be? Roast beef and <laughs> it, Cool Ranch Doritos it, on like, there? red onions <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was boring. It was a boring, like, spinach. It, it was a fish. Like a, yeah, I don't know how you make, I don't know how you make a vampire, oh, I don't know how you make a sexy vampire themed sandwich, but, you know, I do, sexy anything sandwich. I do, I do bet, I do bet that, uh, unironically, uh, Forks was probably a, like, a sort of mecca for, like, 12-year-old girls, like, during this time. Well, I mean, you know, like, Twin Peaks was shot in, like, a real town in Washington, and, like, the Double R Diner is, like, a real thing. Like, people go on sort of, like, pilgrimages to the, the real town and, you know, go to the diner and stuff. And I'm just imagining, like exhausted parents <laughs> like being dragged all the way to the Pacific Northwest this by like their 12 year by like their 12 year old daughter to this like dinky little town where like maybe 5% of the film was shot if that much you know and just being like oh my god that's the restaurant where Edward and Bella stared blankly at each other wow wow so from there, like at one point in the movie, like all the the fucking teens go to La Push and they talk. They say it. They say La Push like seven times. It's the place to go. be, Cleveland. It's the place. Yeah. Which is it's the place. La Push it. is the place to be. Like it's not the fucking Ritz Carlton. It's a beach. The whereas, territory of the wolf. Whereas at <laughs> this point in the movie, I was begging for someone to La Push me off of a bridge. Yes, you were. You were. Um, that's true. That's very true. Um, so uh, I, I, I spent I spent some time in La Push and it is a a really lovely overcast beach. Um, you know, pebbles for the most part instead of sand. Uh, some cool little islets, you know, out, out to shore. Wow. Ton of, ton of driftwood. You know, it's like redwood driftwood. Oh, too, man. So it's like big. Driftwood city, baby. Driftwood city. So, um. That's boy shit right there. Cult. Yeah. Finding, well, finding sticks, throwing rocks. That's best boy shit. Speaking of. Not fucking sparkly ass gay vampires. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I built a fort. Whoa, you out of driftwood and well, rocks? No, dig this. Dig this, actually. For oh, I'm digging. So I, I had a day or two there, and, you know, I'm like, yeah, I want to I wanna build a fort with all this driftwood. So I found, like, a fallen tree, right, like, along the, the beach. And I got all this driftwood together, and I built and I dug out, like, this elaborate fort. And there's tall grass along there, so I thatched the roof. It was like, fuck it. I can I can tie it together and I can like thatch the roof and put mud yep. over it and then thatch it again. Yep, that's boy shit. Boy shit. Yeah, I thatched yeah. the fucking roof of this thing. There was like Edward a Cullen take could down never. It. it was awesome. Um but on the last night there, uh we were out having a little fire and just sitting around. Did um, a werewolf set fire to your hut? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the werewolves came by. I came back to well, my hutch and and there was a crackhead in there. Well, so here's the thing: um, oh. a, a, a beach ranger came by, which I guess is a job. And uh, Damn, the beach like ranger cool uh, was like, uh, "Hey, did you guys build this?" And I said, "Yes, sir, I did." He said, "Damn, that's one of the best forts I've ever seen." However, uh, he's, he's probably just being nice. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was pretty cool uh, in my 15 year old head. I don't know if it was actually that neat, but whatever. It anyway, was probably like the fifth best fort he's, he's ever, ever seen. seen. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a lot. He sees a lot of forts, right? So sure, like he's being nice. Um, but anyway, he was like, "Yeah, so that's a really nice fort." Unfortunate, unfortunately, um, nice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, homeless people are going to stay in that, so you're going to have to take it down. 
Because God forbid homeless people have a dry place to sleep. God forbid. You know? God forbid. You don't want them in the city. So, you don't want them in the woods. You don't want them on. You don't want them on the be? beach. So on on the last night, I had to uh, I had to, to had throw to all of my my thatched roof that I worked very hard on into a bonfire, um, and uh, yeah, and burn the burninate the thatched roof cottage. Burninate the thatched roof cottages, Drogdor. And speaking uh, of deep, deep speaking of, of anachronistic <laughs> things from the two thousands, <laughs> um, Jesus yeah. Christ. I uh, and I. I I think that concludes my my story. So very little to actually do with Twilight. You've just sort of been in the part of the country where the story takes place, yeah, and you heard bits and pieces. And you went to and you went to a subway a... that had a Twilight sandwich. <laughs> See, it's funny. It's fucking funny. Good shit, man. Well, I, well, I would let's okay. I want to talk a little bit about the his the just a brief history of Twilight. Some things that I find interesting. Okay, please. Um, because how drunk um, are you right now? I'm pretty fucking. Toasted. Um, I mean, the drunkest I've been on the podcast in a while. I don't think we're at Silent Night, Deadly Night two yet, but no. I do have a few drinks sitting here. The night is young. Me, so check back with me in about forty minutes. I will. Um, I will. I'll, I'll check in. <laughs> but Twilight um, was written the books. By Stephanie Meyer, who is uh, a Mormon, um, it would surprise probably nobody. And the uh, books who were is... originally a. Do you guys know this trivia? They were originally a Fifty Shades of Grey fanfic. Other way no, around. other way around. Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fanfic. Oh fuck! You're sorry. Thank that you is part it. of what I'm getting into. Yeah. But I mean, well, thank you for we'll, stopping me spreading disinformation on the podcast. We'll 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 talk. We'll talk. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure about how um, just like insanely Mormon this whole story is. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Just in general, like it's no surprise uh, that Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. Um, but uh, what I did find surprising is because I looked it up. So while we're watching this movie, because um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of the dialogue is probably taken directly from the books. It's one of the worst written things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, who knows? Absolutely. Who's going to have the time of day to do much more than just directly adapt? That's it, what right? I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into that as well. Um, but <laughs> I, I was shocked, flabbergasted even, to learn that Stephanie Meyer was 30 years old when she started My writing age. this series. Yeah. Wow. Cuz it's ri- cuz uh, this is all written like a fi- like a 15-year-old would write something. <laughs> What's written for them, yeah. It's written for them and it totally speaks their language. So I just thought it was like surprise like I don't this know, is man. this is the kind of thing that's like I I was kind of expect like I knew she was a Mormon, I knew she got married very young. Like I was kind of expecting this to be one of those things where I pull it up as like oh she started writing this when she was like 22. You know, but no, thirty years old. Can't even can't yeah. even use the excuse that she was that she was only a few years separated from our heroine Bella Swan. I, uh, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. I, I honestly, I, th- I think a lot of the stuff is pretty disconnected from how like human children like interact. I mean, it's just kind of crazy that. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna admit something to you guys. This isn't a huge okay. admission because it was when I was a child. But when I was like 10, 11, 12, yo, we remember Neopets, right? Yeah, sure, everybody, yeah. everybody was Neopets. Yeah. Well, one they're, part, they're dying right now. They're dying right now. All of your Neopets, they'll, they're still dying. Yeah, um, eternally. But I, I feel like a sort of lesser frequented corner of the Neopet site, because there's a lot to do, man. There's, yeah. 
so much. Truck ton, yeah, yeah. Truck full of stuff to do on Neopets. A truck ton. A truck ton, yeah. Yeah. A truck ton even. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) they did have, like, a whole full-ass, like, forum message board section of the website. Yeah, for grooming. (laughs) Or, or, Cleveland, or for 12-year-olds to live out their uh, vampire OC role-playing. For grooming. <laughs> well, would it would it shock you to learn that, uh, that, that I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't. If so, I don't remember it. But an, but an eleven an eleven. That's a way to phrase it. An eleven-year-old or so me was very active doing vampire role plays on the Neopets <laughs> message boards. Awesome. I love it. And I was just... I mean, okay, well, you know, we've talked about girl shit v. boy shit, right? I was very much in, like, the boy shit vampire role plays where it's like... I'm a cool vampire. Where it was about the vampires fighting each other and being like, well, no, you didn't kill me, nuh because I have this power. Well, nuh I actually have this power. Yeah. You see, I'm like Blade, actually. I'm a cool vampire. I was actually more into. Uh, a cool I was actually more into like the Legacy of Cain games. Okay, so that was my sort of like flavor of 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 vampire. See, I'm I'm sort of a soul reaver type of dude. Yeah, well, hey, that's Blade. part of the Legacy yeah, exactly. of Cain. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, so so you know, like it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like vampire romance shit. It was like cool badass vampires like fighting each other. But my point in all of this is is that like while watching this movie, it was like being sucked back in time twenty years or so to being eleven years old on those message boards again because this movie and I'm assuming the books as well are written like me and those presumably hopefully other. <laughs> Preteens were writing to each other, and not. There, there probably was a couple of like full-grown ass men in there. Probably, yeah, I have bad news, Tees. Again, if it happened, are, I don't, you, I don't remember it. Damn, oh yeah, we. Uh, Maybe I should go to therapy and see if there's some repressed memories in there. I don't know. This is your therapy. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Right. Kind of. Kind of. Um, but anyway, this is sort of a big roundabout way of saying that Twilight is a direct result of 9-11. Well, <laughs> I was going to say Twilight is direct groomer material. It is, but <laughs> but let's not skip over that it is a direct result of 9-11. That's not a joke. I'm being serious. I would love to please elaborate. Please, please, could you, could you tie please. these, like, red strings together? I did. I did some outside research, because <laughs> okay. um, I remember being told this by a friend years ago. Um, it was actually uh, I, I, uh, how 9-11 led to Fifty Shades of Grey, but Twilight's, like, the midpoint of that, so that's where okay. we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out to uh, said friend. I won't name her, because I... I didn't ask if she wanted to be named. You respect her, yeah. Um, I don't. Fair. I don't know if she wants to remain anonymous, but I did. I did ask her. I was like, I was like, hey, I have to watch Twilight for the podcast. Um, please tell me how nine eleven caused it. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to do that. Um, just sort of the cliff notes. Um, I don't know if you guys know that the ne- the the step in between nine eleven and Twilight is the band My Chemical Romance. Um, Go on. Yeah, so Gerard Way, the front man of My Chemical Romance, we all know him. 
right? Sure. Um, we we all <laughs> that was also big when we were in middle school. <laughs> um, Definitely. He was uh, he had an internship at Cartoon Network in New York, and he was on his way to his internship on nine eleven, and was on the Staten Island ferry when the planes crashed into the towers. And he stood there and, wa- and watched 9-11 happen. <laughs> and he was so traumatized by it that he said, like, if I knew that the world was ending and I could do anything, what would I do? And so Kill he Hitler. formed, and so, no, form my chemical romance and write <laughs> Welcome to the Black Parade. Because that's what he did. And... You're, you may you may ask how how does this get us to Twilight? Well, because Stephanie Myers was a huge My Chemical Romance fanboy, and would would sit and listen to My Chemical Romance while writing Twilight. Oh. She specifically, I, I do have a piece about that. Um, yeah, from this is a quote from from Stephanie Myers herself. The band is so in touch for me with Jacob's character. Taylor Lautner for the fake fans. Um, This really raw, uncontrolled emotion where it's not about some person who's grown up and calloused over and learned how to control things. It's someone who's feeling it for the first time and just wants to go out and blow things up. The song Famous Last Words by My Chemical Romance is a really romantic version of Jacob saying, okay, I'm putting myself out there and you're probably going to break me, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm still going to make the offer. And that's how 9-11 led to Twilight. And then indirectly, or directly, to, um... Fifty Shades To Fifty Shades of Grey, which was... Which started out as Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. Which is funny, because it's like... So, like, every bad thing that's happened in the last 20 years, we can trace it directly back to 9-11. The thought process to Fifty Shades of Grey is really funny to me, is because it's like some 30-year-old woman... Who also, uh, the the woman who wrote Fifty Shades was also in her mid-30s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's funny. And she's like, oh, this isn't horny enough for me. Yeah, that's, that's the thing is how it goes from like extremely like sexually repressed Twilight to like full on like bondage porn. Like oh, that's the same. Like, like re- I mean, it's, that repression is so tense, you know, like. After seeing I the mean, movie, right? but but Both Fifty Shades is like unrepressed, right? It's about seventeen-year-old, hundred percent. Well, like, well, that's the thing, right? Is it like like Twilight? Uh, the demographic is uh, uh, schoolgirls. Uh, 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 Fifty Shades. The demographic is wine moms, right? Well, Fifty like, Shades is the the demographic is the schoolgirls who grew up into Twilight. The sexually frustrated twenty-something, twenty and thirty-something. Yeah. Like it is for the same audience. It's just it's, it's just aging with them, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You know, uh, uh my chemical romance. I uh I don't really think you got some I always enjoyed hearing them like but I never I never really like listened to them. I never it's, went in my way. It's not for me, I'll yeah, say that. I, I really, but they, they they certainly had a big cultural moment and they've been coming back, which it's just that I, I that cult that uh, twenty that twenty year then. cultural boomerang, you know. Yeah, I just I just I missed the My Chemical Rowboat. 
Oh God! No. All of that, just all of you saw the setup just for that. God damn it! Uh, I'm already in like I mean, a fragile honestly, psychic state. I'm gonna kill myself. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like emos are the kill most on the podcast. easily milkable demographic. Don't like, milk the emos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Like, Taking easy money from people. <laughs> you're you're right, but like the broader expansion of that is teenagers. Yes. Like it's just Well, don't milk the but teenagers. The, but the Definitely don't, don't do that. But the don't milk the teenagers. teenagers. Don't do that. They are. They're, they are. They're millennials buying tickets to cruises. Well, emo yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> revival cruises. Oh god. There's, you know, that that leads to a, a whole <laughs> That leads to a whole different thing about, you know, how things are so bad that everybody is sort of like regressing into like comfy childhood things, yes. you know, like that's, that's his whole, his whole conversation, but we're, we're trying to keep it in the moment in 2008 not, when not 2000 late. Can we, well, can we talk about, okay. Can we talk about the grooming stuff in this movie? Let's sure. Pray. Yeah. I mean, fuck, yeah, Christ. let's, let's talk about, okay, so. let's talk about how the, the, the premise of this whole story is inherently, uh, extremely creepy. It's yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, it, it's literally the, the anime fucking creepy map bullshit where he's like a 200 year old dragon. And he's trying to sleep with a 17-year-old. I wish he was a 200-year-old dragon. I wish he was a dragon. That would be way more interesting. Like, but instead, he's he's a vampire. When he's standing in the sun, he get wet. Less interesting, equally pedophilic. Sure. Like, he is... I mean, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Like, it's fucked up, it's there's, weird. They're just like, the whole premise of it's just like, there's so much to get into. And it's like, we could, I feel like... I feel like we could talk about it for fucking hours, just how, like, insane Let's this not. thing is from its very premise. But yeah. I, my, my Honestly, my personal favorite joke while we were watching was there's a lot of will-they-won't-they they tension during the movie. Well. And I was saying Edward wants to wait until... Uh, Bella's 18, so she has to be the pedophile. So she has to be the pedophile, yeah. yeah. Like, there really isn't a lot of will they, won't they. It's just when will they. Like, there's no real... They, like, the moment, from the moment they see each other, they want to fuck. Like, so there's there's no there's no period. Well, well, the first scene... The first time they see each other is crazy because, like, she walks into, like, she walks into, like, biology class and it just cuts to Edward and he... No, the just, cashier at first. Oh, well, yeah, she sees him in the cafeteria, but he doesn't see her. There's, yeah. like... Yeah, we get that's that. When, but that's she when, sees him and she makes that... She makes this face where it looks like she, like smells a fart and she's gagging that's the face she's making through the entire movie. well there's other times where she's like biting her lip and like barely her, but like she's like, during mostly... that scene, like she looks like she's gonna like barf that's, like it's so weird that's the face that face. she makes 90 percent of the movie 90 well i, I would say movie. also like for a big portion of her career there's a few other movies she was it was the snow white movie and oh uh, god yeah she's in two of those there believe was like it or a not. period piece that she was in or maybe that was Leah Sudo. I kind of get them mixed up sometimes. But, like, where she makes... Uh, which makes they're both in Crimes of the Future. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, she she totally just kind of makes that pouty face a lot. 
And um, yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what she was known for and always kind of ragged on. And people, you know, yeah. for years were saying that she was a bad actress because like this franchise was like the. Yeah, the honestly, my sympathies. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I agree because, like, I remember being, like, one of those people back in those days and, you know, fucking Robert Pattinson, too. But, you know, we can talk about some more later. You were later. fucking Robert Pattinson? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why not? Um, but, like, they've both been able to, like, really escape this shit, I think. Yeah. Oh, and, 100%. Dude, and they're honestly, like, Sarah two of, the two of my, yeah, two of my favorite working actors right now. Like, yeah. they've both yeah. been in like, just, like, mad fucking multiple, like, really good yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, she is, she is amazing. I think the problem is just, like, this is one of the, this is one of the worst written movies I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, and bad. I just don't, and I just don't think that there is any way that anybody, any actor, the greatest actor in the world could deliver any of this dialogue in, in a way that is like believable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel well, like for two, so- for two young actors coming up, I mean, obviously they were making fucking shitloads of money by the end of this franchise, yeah, have, like, but like, it, I do feel like they probably sort of had to fight to be taking, taken seriously. The funny part about the, 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 third yeah, one, the script being head. so dog shit is you almost see different methods of actors trying to cope with that fact. Yeah. Like some will just go so flat. That, like, it seems like they're phoning it in from another country. Like, the stash dad. Like, he is mumbling his lines throughout, like, just... The flattest delivery. I think. I mean, I've there's. Ever yeah, I don't think there's life. a. I don't think there's a drop of charisma to be found yeah. anywhere in this entire. But you movie. know, on the other mm-hmm. hand, you get people that read the script and go full ham with it. Like who? Like who is hamming the, the in this? Evil vampire. Oh, he goes super campy. I think he, I think he goes campy, but without the chops, it's not very good. It's not like I, don't, I mean, I, he's I, I also he's him. also just like a non-character. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, the script is yeah, awful. It's just like terrible. even if you try to camp it up, you can only do so much. I guess. I guess. Like. I guess. Material. I guess it's camp in comparison. But I think if we're talking in just like camp in general, it's still just like n- nothing. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's it's so fucking dismal. I mean, the direction is bad too. I I did want to talk a little bit about the director. Sorry to the director if she's listening to this. Um, sorry for multiple reasons. Uh, fans up. But uh, yeah, this was directed by Catherine Hardwick, who, you know, I I think she is. You know, a, a not unheard of story in Hollywood where a young director gets noticed off of a couple of like well-received like indie movies and then immediately gets like sucked into the hollywood system and only makes drek for the rest of their career um because she did like her her like early movies were like 13 and that lords of dogtown skateboard movie (laughs) y'all remember that from 2005 yeah i do yeah that was her second movie and then she got brought on to do 
this movie, she only did this one. She did not direct any of the other Twilight movies. But, like, looking at, you know, she's done a lot of TV, sort of unsurprisingly. But she did that god-awful, very similarly toned Red Riding Hood movie in 2011, the edgy one with Amanda Mm. Seyfried. Do you all even remember that? Oh, no. Um Again, like a lot of TV, she directed uh, one episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which... Wait, which one? Unsurprisingly, the worst one. The, the, dream, the, dreams, the dreams in the, the Witch, Witch House, House one. one. That one's yeah. awful. I fucking hate like, it. Yeah, like I said, oh, the worst one. Yeah, I was like that one person. Because like, Dreams of the Witch House is one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. Yeah. And like... It's bu- it's butchered. Yeah. It's butchered in that. True. And you have her to thank for that, but... Also, guess what? Guess what? Her latest film is her most recent came out this year. We saw trailers for it. What? Mafia Mama with Tony <laughs> Collette. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense. Y'all, y'all remember? Oh that? yeah, we saw trailers for that movie. Oh, she directed oh, that. So that's what Catherine Hardwick is doing these days. Okay, a wow. a uh, storied lineage okay. from Lords of Dogtown Still through Twilight work. to this. I mean, hey, she's getting paid. She Make makes more money than budget. She makes more money than I do. That's certain. That's <laughs> yeah, for certain. I, I, I can't uh, fault it. Honestly, like just you know. J- yeah. Journeyman Get directors, your bag, whatever. Journeyman directors, it's whatever. Um, I think I do think that uh, if this movie is anything to go off of, she's a genuinely bad director, though, because I think that it it the, these performances are the kind of bad that takes a combination of bad writing and directing. Because I think a competent director can get interesting performances out of a bad script. Sure. Yeah, and when you have these actors to work with, like. Yeah. They are very talented actors. Yeah, well, I mean, they were young at this time. You know, they've aged and, and, and matured and gotten better at acting. But, like, yeah, it is it is just, like, the the contrast for what they've gone on to do to where they started with this shit is yeah. just, like, oh, it's so fucking dog shit. Yeah, well, I, I feel like every aspect of this movie is phoned in, I think. Even yeah, the color it's, correction. it's... it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that this was, like, kicked off, like, an enormous, like, multi-hundred million dollar franchise. Oh, no. I mean, like, it's... I, I really earnestly think that you, you said it really well. It's the audience. It's it's that... Well, see, here's the thing, right? Like, like... You don't have to make good movies for the audience that they're this They're gonna love it don't, regardless. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like... I think... And I think that was the mentality of a lot of people making this film, too. Is like, oh, it's for 13-year-old girls whatever we don't have to like re- like they're gonna love it anyway yeah you don't but have I, to try i gotta hate that because like there's a lot of like movies that are really well made for like 13 year old girls yeah like, you can make a good film and still have like good art you know like and, and i think they deserve that personally too like, yeah I well know. i mean you have the most experience you you have quote-unquote read more of the source material than either ben or i have do you think there's any way to take that source material and make it good no okay so there you go yeah no not with so this. like so like why why would the people who are making this like even try at right. that point yeah like i think you read something like that and no, you just recognize right. like goddamn there's no fucking way to make this yeah and again you know that 
the audience is going to love it well, yeah, regardless it it, of quality. It doesn't have to. they don't have taste. It doesn't have to. Yeah, like kids and preteens, like that's the beautiful thing about them as an audience is that they have not developed taste yet. Yeah. So they will like it no matter what. Like you just have to hit those buttons. You got to you gotta do the sappy romance stuff. You got to have the needle drops of the popular songs that they've been hearing on the radio. Just, you know, you yeah. got to have, you got to have handsome, you have handsome people, good looking people, uh, to me, like, I just, like, I personally, like, hate that because, and I agree, I mean, I, I fully agree, and, like, like you, you got me, like, when I said, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's, there's really, like, nothing you could do with a book. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hate uh, it, unless, too. Unless I, the screenplay was, like, really well adapted, then, like, maybe, like, you could you could do something with it and make a lot of change, but, like, Stephanie Meyer was, like, pretty directly involved, those books were making so much money that, like, they wouldn't have been allowed to touch it, I think. By that point, like by the time, well, no, because the again, yeah, because the inherent like the implication wouldn't have allowed your audience, would be like, there's your nothing audience, wrong with it. It's making yeah. money, which and is also like, your the, audience the wants the good allow it to be good art. Basically, the audience wants the true adaptation, right? Like yeah. the teenage girls want to see something that's true to the books that they're reading. Yeah. Well, you know? it's it's funny for me because like it it dread like we make uh, like a num- a good number of our games have been like mascot horror games. Which is a genre that is generally known for, like, oh, yeah, the kids will just, like, like it regardless. Fucking Gart in a Ban Ban, fucking, you know, all that other stuff. And, like, when you try to put quality into it, like, you get, like, a better product. You get, like, a, like an earnestly, like, good, decent piece of art, you know? Like, with Amanda the Adventurer and My Friendly Neighborhood. Like, those are, like, well-made games. Like, they're, they're small teams and, like, small turnarounds. But, like, the, 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 the artists, like, put in a lot of, like care and love. Well, yeah, because they works. weren't written by one sexually repressed Mormon woman. Thank God. That's the only, like, hill I'll die on, is that, like, I think that everyone deserves quality, um, whether they're, like, they appreciate it or not. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a bummer, but also it is pretty funny. Really, like, you can just tell that, like, from, from every angle, no one in this movie cared. Uh, yeah, a lot I of mean, the delivery it's... of the lines, like, you can tell, like, they were just trying to get it out the door, get it done... So they can, like, get to the craft service table so they can, like, fucking, you know, get their... Well, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, too, because, like, it, it started before and went a little longer. But, like, what was the other big, like, YA cultural touchstone at this point? It was fucking Harry Potter, right? Yeah. And, like... A lot of love in Harry Potter. That is, a lot of crap. That is, like, that is shit for babies, too. Sure. And, you know, like... It's for babies, but, like... And, like, you know, J.K. Rowling is, is, a bad, is a bad person, you know? But it's, like, there is, like... The comparison is just, like, crazy. Like, I don't even like the Harry Potter shit that much. Yeah, but, but you like, can recognize the craft. There's so much more craft in it. And it's, like, okay, maybe these Twilight movies get better i'm never i'm hopefully never gonna find out i don't fucking care but like they hired like they, they got like real directors to do their some of the harry potter movies like fucking alfonso Coron did the third one you know like Best. it's uh you know yeah this is just like i i think that those movies at least were like like you said like trying to create quality for their young audiences mm-hmm. and for what they were were that and like this in comparison like i know i know the audience that it was made for loved it 
So, like, who am I and what am I saying? But just, like, watching it now, it's, it's just crazy. Like, it's one of the worst made movies I've ever seen from, like, every single standpoint. Yeah. Writing, directing, fucking acting, uh, color grading, sound mixing, scoring. Like, it's, <laughs> the VFX. The VFX. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it is insane. Like, not one single department in this movie stuck the landing nope even half stuck the landing like the sound mixing is bad mm-hmm. it's cr- the fucking all of the all of the music that's not needle drops that's not licensed music is like garage band presets it's crazy yeah dude well it's I- like it's non music tease and it's mixed so loud in comparison with the dialogue. And it's in every scene. Hey, Chase, I've got this stack of cash for you. I need you to sound mix the Twilight movies. Done. Yeah. You're going to do it in your sleep, right? Yes. You're not going to care. It'll, I will, and it'll be better than this. Really? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't deign to. I wouldn't say that. Like I. It will. It will. Like, because because when I because when I. I don't mix, know how much those guys were like. Honestly, because like, when like, I mix sound, the mountain of cash thing. Here's a, here's a when I mix sound. When I mix sound, I can tell. I can tell if I can hear the dialogue over the music. Yeah, but are you gonna put the work in? That's moving sliders, homie. That's literally moving sliders. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I can't... Sorry to the sound mixers out there. Yeah, no, Real it, sound it, mixers have a hard job. Well, I'm not trying to yeah, discount yeah, yeah. that. Absolutely. But, like, like, it's, but, it's like, making, like, but like, making the dialogue louder than the music is, like, the easiest part of also, it's not You're not just doing that. You're also doing all the politics around the movie to get into the job. You're doing, like, all the other bullshit where you're having to work with all these other people. Who have opinions yeah. and executives See, and other shit? Like, Cleveland, yeah, I'm just Cleveland. Like I'm just fucking that, bitter that I had to watch this fucking movie. I feel like I this is. It's not a personal attack on any of the people who make of it. I'm just not. so mad. <laughs> I'm just so fucking mad that I wasted two hours of my life tonight when I could have been playing Armored Core. That I had to fucking fair, watch fair. this fucking movie. This is, I, I feel like this is like one of those bell curve memes where like the stupid people are saying like you're just moving sliders. And then the really smart people are just like you're, you're just, just moving, moving sliders. sliders, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's stupid. Well, let's let's dig into a few of our favorite scenes. Uh, how about the the <laughs> scene example? where they go into the chemistry <laughs> room and Edward looks like he he smelled a, a rotten fish. Oh my god, that. <laughs> It, it looked like he smelled he lays, uh, uh, the the penguin exhibit. He laid eyes on her, and it looks like he just had a sad calm. <laughs> it's cr- oh my god! Because uh, she she walks right into a giant fan, and it blows like her set towards him, and he's like all stiff and like twitchy, and he like slaps his hand like over his nose and mouth. It's just like. That whole scene is crazy because, like, she goes and sits down and it does, like, a time-lapse thing, like, through the whole class where, like, every shot of him, he's just, like, grip, like, white knuckle, like, gripping the desk. And, and like staring. And just, like, staring at it. It's, it's crazy. And that's, like, supposed to be, like, the electric moment of, like, connection or whatever. That leads me to another point. It's It's insane how... 
every single character in this movie wants to fuck Bella, but Edward and Bella together have the least chemistry of any pair of characters in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. there, as, she as we has, unfortunately mentioned, like... She has straight-up sexual tension with her dad. Yeah. It's crazy. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Like, they... Every scene that they're in together, they're putting out, like, I wanna fuck you energy. And it's like, it's the, and they the, can't muster that shit up for the actual love the, love interest the, the with the hundred something year old vampire. About the lack of chemistry between <sighs> Bella and Edward in this movie is like the dialogue, the subtext of pretty much all of the dialogue between the two of them in this movie is like, I can't wait to suck your fucking dick. Like the the dialogue has it's, yeah, horny it's, it's, the, it's the horniest. It's the horniest shit. Like the most overwrought like disgusting dripping like romance shit and they're delivering these lines to each other like they just woke up from a nap <laughs> just like both characters like totally blank faced the entire <laughs> fucking movie and it's just like not a single spark of chemistry between these characters who we're supposed to believe are like helplessly in love with one another well like it's funny too because like and there's like a mountain of quotes from like all the actors and people working on set just being like I just wanted to get out as soon as I could. Yeah, like they all they all are just like it's, yeah like no, over it's it. Like, before, how can you? Like, it's like how can the first you one ended, there are five more. If there's four, how, how many of these are there? I think there's five yeah, total because they because there's four one. books Jesus. and they split the last book up into two. Jesus. Yeah, I mean it's just it. It's just unbelievable, like, how little chemistry there is between these two characters. And, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, at some point during the course of this series, like, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, like, actually dated, like, so many, like, actors do who are playing, like... I'm pretty sure in the last, like, five or six years, Kristen Stewart came out as a lesbian. Um, So... Maybe Twilight know. did it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. I shouldn't say it like that. But... Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, but, like, I, it's just, like, it's crazy. Because I, I am pretty sure that, like, for... And maybe it was a publicity stunt. Maybe it was never real. But, like, I feel like at some point they were, like, together during the production of these movies. Probably not in this first I one. I feel like the teenage but, like, girls willed it into existence. I mean, yeah, maybe. But, I mean, when you're having to, you know, when your job is, like, caressing and kissing this other person, like, oftentimes real romances develop. It happens all the fucking time. You work yourself into a shoot, You work yourself into a shoot, like they would say in the wrestling business. Absolutely. You work yourself into a shoot. But it's just, like, the the lack of on-screen chemistry between people who who ostensibly were, like, actually together in real life is just, like, extra funny to me. (laughs) Well, Bella... Her performance is so empty-headed throughout the movie <laughs> that there's yes. a moment where uh, Edward is like, I can read everyone's thoughts, you know? And he goes, scans the room and he's like, sex, money, sex, cats. <laughs> and he's like, but yours, 
But from you, I can't hear. I, I can't hear anything. It's like listening to the ocean. But from you, I get nothing. It's like, and a it's just shell. like, and she just looks at him like blank face, and it's like, yeah, man, it's going like, on up in there. There's nothing. Back it's there. it's so funny because it's like, obvi- of course, they're trying to be like, oh, there's something special with her, she's you know? Mysterious. She's she's mysterious. She's, she's not powerful. like the. She has she's, not, she's, she's not. She's not like up. the. She's not like the other girl. She doesn't dance, and she doesn't like going shopping for dress. But she does like listening to Debussy, you know. Claire de Lune is cool, right? She loves Debussy. She loves Debussy. Um, But it's like it's just like she's mysterious. It's like he can't his his magical vampire mind reading powder powers can't (laughs) penetrate her mysterious brain. But it's like it it just comes across being like from you I get nothing because it's just empty. There's just a void behind your eyes. You know, it's just yeah. like the the sound the sound of a fucking toilet flushing. It's like from you, from you I get nothing. To, to dig into that a little bit further too, her character is like straight up bad. Like as in as in like. Not morally good. Like there's there's a bit where he he's like, I need to show you who I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up the mountain. So he piggyback uh, flash speed runs her up oh the mountain. Oh my god, it's such a bad <laughs> it's so silly. Oh, it looks so bad. It looks so bad. Like, they do it so many it, times. It's in a this CW movie flash, too. you know shit. And like they run up the mountain, and uh, he shows that he's all sparkly and shit. And he's Bro, like, Supernatural was was around at the same time in this movie, and it was better. Yeah, I'm just easy, saying. Easy. Well, yeah, because the people, people Supernatural Defender is logged were, in over The dude that I will always be the Supernatural <laughs> Defender. Supernatural's good show. It's the I same mean, showrunner who does The Boys. It's Eric Kripke. I, I've seen enough He's, of it to know that like, people who worked on it like clearly cared. Supernatural. I'll give a good it that. Show. I, will, I will absolutely give it that. But Some like, of the later seasons. Anyway. Are bad. Sure. But, yeah, sure. I'll I'm take your word saying, for it. I'll never know. I'm just but. saying, they were doing dumb vampire <laughs> bullshit at the same time as this movie did on a way lower budget, much better. Right. But anyway, so he takes her up to the, the mountaintop, and he's like, look, I'm sparkly. And uh, he's also like... You mean he's wet. He's wet. Yeah. But And then he's like, yo, but I've killed people. And and she's just straight up like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm and too... it's like, wait, why don't you care? I'm too, I'm too horny yeah, for you, but horny. you'd... I'm too horny for you, but you would never guess it if I wasn't saying it because yeah. there's no there's no emotion or passion on my face. It's just it's so weird because like they they do this like they do this weird thing where it's like they try to like play up that he's a monster, like he's killed people and shit, but also they try to be like good vampires where they only drink animal blood and they say it's like it's like eating tofu, you're never satisfied, which is weird because like tofu can you can be totally satisfied being vegetarian but whatever that's also kind of fucking weird but uh anyway they're like oh yeah you you know we only drink animal blood but i have killed people and it's like well like what okay so you're you're what's your deal like like they're trying to still do the ooh you can't because i'm bad and i'm i'm a monster but she still wants he the tries, monster. He tries not to, but sometimes the monster still gets out. Yeah, and he murders. You know, they're always, they're always like, oh, great, to... okay. Well, but... I mean, yeah, Cleveland, because as he says multiple times in the movie, like, once once a vampire tastes human blood, they get worked up into a frenzy, and they can't stop. It becomes a whole, it becomes a whole point at the end when he has to suck the vampire venom out of her. But, ooh, what if he loses control and kills her? Ah! Look, I'm not going to rag it too hard because, you know... I mean, 
we all have a type, and often that type is uh, the kind of person where in five years you see yourself uh, having a big shouting match in a Denny's parking lot. I understand. I get I get the wanting something that's not good for you mentality. I just... M- murder is bad. Murder is, like, yeah. really bad. And, like, she's just like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing... I, you won't it, murder it, me. It's the kind of thing that you that's wouldn't... That's all that matters. I'm selfish. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't be questioning in a well-made movie where the two actors, like, actually seem like they're interested in each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in these two... In this movie where these or, two cardboard yeah, the cutouts writings are given talking, a reason yeah, to care about each other. Are talking to each other. It's like, yeah, the shit is glaring. It's like, why... Are you attracted to one another? Like I don't, I don't buy it. Like your mouth is saying it, but I don't feel it even remotely. <laughs> it's like there's just there's just nothing. It's just so there's so many words in this movie, but not a single one says anything. <laughs> it's it's maddening, man. It's so this was so difficult to watch. It was fun. No, it was it was oh my no. god. No. I mean counterpoint Edward sucked her so hard she went cross-eyed. <laughs> I mean it it like that you say that. So funny. It is it is funny. Well, it's like because Stephanie Myers is Mormon and like weirdly sexually repressed, it's like of course there can't be like an actual sexual release. So the equivalent well, so it's written for it's YA, so there can't yeah, be. Yeah, sure, sure. But so, but like the, the the equivalent is when Edward drinks her blood for the first time to save her life at the end, right? Because he has to suck the vampire venom out. Uh, so she'll be okay, but not too much, so she won't die. But like they do, basically treat that scene like a sex scene. Like it's like yeah. the she's most going cross-eyed. Yeah, she's going cross-eyed. Like his, his eyes are like rolling in the back of his head. Like it's <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most. It's the most like a hago face or whatever it's called. It's like the most. It's like the most emotion that any characters display in this movie, and it's just like. Just have them fuck, like just like it's no tease. It's for preteens. But the alternative is like more perverted. I think it's like it's like the way yeah. it is now. Like it feels more wrong. Like teenagers, well, teenagers have teenagers of, have sex with each how, other. Like clingy they get with each other. This. It does get very uncomfortable. It does. It, it does. does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's fucking it's fucking weird, and it's like they only kiss like twice in the movie, and it's awkward and uncomfortable because like there's no again there's no like actual chemistry between the two of them, but it's just like it's yeah it just it feels more perverted because of like how repressed it is, you know? It's like. Sex is a part of life. Teenagers have sex with each other. Like, that. teenagers, we've all been teenagers. Teenagers are just thinking about fucking each other all the time, and they do it, too. And it's like, I know Edward is like a hundred and bajillion-year-old vampire or whatever, and that makes him a pedophile. We've, we've been over it. We've yeah, been, yeah, over been over that. <laughs> and he's See, still in high school. That's let's, the repression let's go over, part of and it. And he's still right in high school there. for some let's reason. Let's go over that a little more, actually. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why not? Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. Fuck so, it. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to bring this up. It's not in the movie, but it's in the later movies. 
Uh, and I just, I need to, I, I just, I need to talk about it. You know, you're, you're talking about like the therapy, the therapy aspect of the podcast. So let's, let's do it. Let's do it like right in front of the whole public. Let's, let's talk about how, uh, let's talk about Jacob, like for a second and how I thought he didn't show up until the later movies. I was, no, he's he's always waiting in the wings. Flabbergasted when it was revealed that all of the werewolves are Native Americans. Yeah, that was new for you. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. That was, that was, that was new for me too. Yeah, yeah. I that yeah, be, that seemed weird. That, that was uh, up. Well, I mean, it also like there's the whole like I, again, I don't want to. Although in this movie we don't know that they're werewolves. In fairness, that's that's well. Uh, okay, so as the audience, we we're get not that weird to, flashback of just like te- wolves. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally yeah, say yeah, they're like wolves. wolves. And okay. Where it's like you know, you're like, right. I'll take it back. Like, like there's a little bit where he's like, you know, like like wolves, and then there's just a shot of there's just imagery somehow, of wolves. Somehow so I you know ne- what wolves. Look somehow like. I had never seen pictures of Taylor Lautner in this movie. Like I don't, of course seen like pictures of him in the later movies with short hair, with like the faux hawk, yeah. and like he's yeah. buff and has like tribal tattoos yeah. and shit. But then like he show he walks up early <laughs> in this movie, and he's got just got like long. Beautiful. <laughs> it is jarring because he looks it's like a crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it also like he looks was. he looks so young, and he's like he hasn't like jack <laughs> he's he hasn't got like jacked up yet and stuff. You know, it's like I know he was like a Dis- like a, a Disney Channel like child actor or that whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it was jarring for him to walk up with just like crazy long beautiful hair, just like scrawny little boy, and I'm just like, ah, what the fuck is he doing here? The, the flashback, and he's just kind of like. Always just like ambiently waiting in the wings of this movie. The, the flashback the where he talks about his tribe being up against the Cullens is so, so funny to me because like they straight up face off and like the Cullens are all dressed up like the cast of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and but it's all like sepia tones. The really weird thing is that he refers to the the Cullens as a tribe. Yeah, and it's like, but they're all like super white people you know like it's such a weird like i don't know like the whole thing is just weird it's just weird from like yeah, every angle that he could he could have referred just... to them as a clan and that would have been accurate <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the tribe of yaku oh god <laughs> <laughs> jesus yeah but like uh the uh but like i don't know like i I don't want to like hop too much on like the 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 bandwagon of like tethering all this stuff to Mormonism because like you know base level Mormonism is fine. It's the higher level shit where it gets weird. But like I mean the like any religion. But um the uh the the fucking like there is all that weird shit in Mormonism about like Christ visiting the Native Americans. Yeah, dude. And shit and like the weird the na- mystification. Then the, in in the Book of Mormon, the Native Americans are one of the two tribes of Israel who came, who Christ led to America, and they slaughtered the other tribe of Israel, and as punishment, God turned their skin red. That's literally in the Book of Mormon. Yikes! Yeah! That's a big yikes for me, dog. So, yeah, that, that all uh, unfortunately checks out. And uh, <laughs> there is this whole bit... The Book of Mormon also says that Adam and Eve are from, like, Missouri or something. Hell yeah. Anywho, in the later books, there's the whole, like, ooh, love triangle thing. Is she going to go for Jacob? Is she going to go for Edward? Um, uh, uh, then there's a big war that breaks out and all the rest of it. I don't, I don't know all the Ah, context. who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who, who really gives a shit? But, um, 
it essentially is resolved because Edward and Bella have a kid, and then Jacob sees the child and he bonds with it. He imprints on he it. He imprints on the child. This is one thing I do know about this franchise, having not and, read or seen if these other movies. As in, like, they're going to be a couple. Yeah, he's going to be her guardian and raise her, and then when she's of age, they will be bonded mates. Because that he's is, a wolf. He, uh, he is, Woody Allen, sir. So, he Woody Allen, he Woody Allen, yeah. That is so and that's how they resolve. Upsetting. That's how they resolve the love triangle. Awful. So Edward and Bella get to be together, and the third guy gets to fuck their baby. Okay. Like, their like baby, literally, their baby. The daughter. vampire werewolf war is resolved with a child bride. Yes, but also, but almost worse. Like it's like an infant. Like it's it's so. Like, like, what in the fuck? There, there's one element to what that that fuck, I mentioned man? during the movie, but I want to bring it up here as well. It's yeah. like, what is the the logic for uh, having vampire babies with everlasting life? Like, yeah. do they stay a baby forever? Yeah. Well, like I said, then too. Yeah, it's like, like doesn't it's, make the, the, these vampires sparkle when they go outside? Where we've dropped all other fucking. I think. I think when they when when they have the baby, Bella has not been turned into a vampire yet, so it's still half human. So maybe it ages like a human. I don't fucking know. The Stephanie Meyer Ooh, made up her own stupid vampire rules. Well, yeah, she just ignores, like, half of the given vampire rules. Well, that's the thing. is like, there are so many vampire rules. And we talked about this on our uh, Boat Dracula episode. And, it like, there's so many vampire rules that most vampire stories, like, pick and choose, like, specific rules that they want to use. But Stephanie Meyer just, like throws it all out the window yeah, and just makes up her own shit. And yeah, when the vampires are in the sunlight, they sparkle. But in this movie, it just looks like he's wet. Yeah. It just looks like when he steps out into the sunlight that he becomes very wet all of a sudden. And he's like, That's, this is why I, I can't let anybody see me like this because this is who I really am. And she's like, you're beautiful. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, it's just, ah, well, let's talk about the neat, you said, let's talk about the needle drops in this movie. Probably, if I'm being real, you might, you guys might disagree, but, um, probably the best things about this movie, um, I honestly, apart from that one weird blues song where the guys just go, yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't don't know what that was. That was weird. (laughs) He was doing his best Pearl Jam And and frankly, too, like the Radiohead song at the end was really off-putting and weird. Uh, (laughs) That was a weird needle drop. But but all the others, of which there are many, um, were were kind of like little moments of respite because even though they were dated, at least like they were like fine songs. I yeah, kinda, I kind of well, like all the songs that well, are I mean, in this the, movie. The, the Muse one is like, I, it's a, it's a fun song, but it's so weirdly used in this movie. Like, it doesn't really. It's fit. Full vampires are. It's like baseball. it doesn't really. Yeah, they have to. That's I mean, that's the most entertaining scene of the movie. Right? It's the like, it's the craziest scene yeah. out of like all of the many crazy scenes in this movie. They can only play baseball. When there's a thunderstorm, because when they hit the ball, it creates a sound like thunder. So if they do it when it's not a thunderstorm, then people will be suspicious. 
So every time there's a thunderstorm, they put on like old timey baseball <laughs> outfits and go out into a field. It's they just, all look so goofy. They look so, so dumb stupid. and goofy, and like the effects are so bad. And there's a lot of like the the jumping and the the <laughs> so the, the flash the and, and the, the flash running, running. and yeah. it's just like. Well, <laughs> It's, and it's also like cut terribly and blocked it's cut terribly. terribly. Yeah. Like you can't really tell like who's where at a given time. Like all the shots are really tight, and like they don't they don't do a good job of establishing things like throughout the whole movie. Um, like the fight scene at the end is bad about that too. But like so they're running really fast, they're leaping and flying around, but you can't really tell like where anyone is. You can't track Which, any in, like, of a it. Baseball scene is a egregious like, like it's, it's, so it's like ba- baseball though. is all about like exposition and like setting up it's like, so funny. where people are who and why and they don't give a shit about and the whole they're like it's too expensive uh, like putting that many actors you know, like, in different spots uh, in the field the like, dude that. hits the ball super far or the the girl hits the ball super far and uh kristen stewart turns to the mom character and she's like that's gotta be a home run right and uh, she's like edward's pretty fast yeah and <laughs> Cuts to him fucking sped <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, just like the worst, like, flash running effects. And it's like this whole time, fucking uh, super massive black hole by Muse is playing. In one of the only instances where I think the music is mixed too low in the scene, because if there's any scene where the music should be in, like, the forefront and everything else should be mixed lower, it's this scene where it's like a a sports montage, right? But instead, in this scene, they mix the song super low and mix all the sound effects and the talking really high. Super massive. Well, the, the thing about him running yes. <laughs> to, to catch the ball is, uh, like, we were talking about how that whole this whole sequence is just shot terribly to the point where you can't understand spatial awareness or, you know, you don't have a good sense of spatial awareness. Yeah. You don't have a good sense of temporal awareness either because the ball feels like it's in the air for, like, a minute and a half before he gets to it. You know, and yeah. he catches it in the air. And like we've we've already seen the vampires can run like super fast, so why isn't the one who hit the ball just like flash running around the bases <laughs> yeah. in like three seconds? Yeah. Like yeah, it's just and like to have that scene also be like the the point where like the antagonists <laughs> show up like proper like well over halfway into the movie. Like the bad vampires are like "Quote unquote introduced earlier in the film, but There's they've never. Such an but they've never been like a presence. And then this scene, like over halfway through the movie, where they're playing baseball, then the bad vampires show up, and it gets like tense. But all of the Cullens are wearing like these old like Babe Ruth <laughs> ass like baseball outfits and like it's just how am i supposed to take this tension seriously okay okay so i have i have two really funny muse related uh, musings if you will (laughs) oh sure Um, uh so the first one is just a quick uh uh article title from enemy uh from july 15th of 2010 where it says, we sold our soul to Twilight. Muse bassist uh, Chris uh, Wollstenholme has described being on the Twilight music soundtrack uh, felt like, quote, selling their soul, etc., etc. That's and so then, funny, also, considering where they're at now. I found this other track from 2010 that's a Neutron Star Collision, uh, parentheses, Love is Forever, 
And it, uh, the Wikipedia article says, uh, Neutron Star Collision is a song by English alternative rock band Muse, featured on the soundtrack to the 2010 film Twilight, The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Did, Recorded did by the band in 2010, the song was released uh, as the lead single for the album. So, uh, and then hi- under the history, it says the song was first announced on Stephanie Meyer's official website. BBC Radio 1 aired the song at 7.30, whatever, uh, accompanied by an interview with Matt Bellamy. Yeah, Stephanie Meyer's huge Muse fan, apparently, and also uh, My Chemical Romance, which makes sense. Well, um, it's funny because My so Chemical, they did. They did because my chemical Romance explicitly Twilight. refused to write a song for these movies. So she went to Muse, and Muse being sellouts... Well, after well, after that, they okay, so the, so really the fair, song but... the song in this movie that they did was not explicitly written for this movie. They no. licensed, but later it. they did. But later they did, and I do think that's pretty funny that he talks about how they sold their the soul bassist. to Twilight, yeah. and then they after that straight up like did a song for Twilight. Yeah, I think that's... he also put that out in two thousand and ten, so around the same time. Good yeah. shed. But uh, the paychecks would be like that. Um, all right, TC, it's been about 45 minutes. Yeah. How you feeling, bud? Um, I'm I'm pretty ready to be done with this, yeah. if I'm being real. I'm pretty I'm pretty drunk. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm on my third tall boy at this point. Yeah, I don't I again I don't think I'm I'm at Silent Night Deadly Night levels. Um I think that part of my my podcasting career is maybe behind me. Probably for the best. Um probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like editing that episode was embarrassing. For yeah. me. It was like it was like a it was like a several hour exercise in embarrassment. Um, <laughs> but so. fortunately, like I mean, thank God though, like we do at least edit these. So yeah. that, you know, we're not just like publicly being drunk and saying stupid shit. Well, I mean, we I are. Mean, I don't. Edit, are, I don't, I don't edit them. I don't edit them that much. But I, <laughs> I'm not. My point is, I'm not at that point yet. But I am like pretty done with talking about this movie Same. and i do have to edit this tomorrow so are we done can uh, one, we rate one this one last thing i want to talk about <laughs> is the final showdown action scene Sucks. you know it's badly it's in shot. a big ballet Sorry. studio which is funny because like normally you Doesn't can't see like vampires reflections yeah but they and... treat the ballet studio like it's a fucking carnival fun house like hall of mirrors ass but it's just a square room yeah like there's a bit where she turns around and she sees three of them in a mirror and she's looking around like which one's the real one but it's like a box shaped it's a, room it's a ballet studio yeah, yeah. it's like there's mirrors on either her wall. head is the like, ocean cal- like calm down <laughs> yeah what was your point Ben. Oh no! I was just saying, just you that, know, yeah. for a a movie about vampires, setting your climax in a room full of mirrors where you is, can still see their yeah. yeah. Again, she it just is. throws she just throws all the vampire rules out the window. She yeah. didn't care. Well, yeah, she's doing her own thing, tease. But like, yeah, it is weird too because like, there's a few shots where like I don't know, like Edward leaps up on a, a window higher up and then he flies back down, and they get thrown through the floorboards and all the floorboards come up and it's like yeah like a, there's a lot of work for like the, CD, yeah. the cg scene and the, it's just at the worst angle like it looks ter- it's yeah it looks terrible fine. i mean and then the other vampires too, the other yeah. vampires it's show like, up and like, like pull him spend a lot of time and work on that shot and it just looks so yeah. bad it's, it's a real shame well and the whole thing is like yeah after that the other vampires show up and pull him off the bad vampire and then sort of off camera they dismember him and burn him like while Edward yeah, is, Edward is like, like the, the 
just the bad suck in the poison. Pulls Edward yeah. off of him because Edward's about to kill him. Edward's about to kill the bad vampire. And the dad is like, no, you're better than this. And then he pulls Edward away. It's like, your your girlfriend needs you. And he goes over and he... Yeah, we'll let your, we'll let your, we'll let your siblings uh, finish the, 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 dirt, they the just, dirty They work. just kill him and burn him. Yeah, just like sort of off, like in the background. Yeah, kind of fuzzy. Sort of. Yeah, it's like, it's Bella's not... Bella's passing out. Yeah, get, it's trash. Like, it just, yeah, the motivation doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's fucking stupid. And then he, and then he sucks the poison out he like a, like a snake out. and her eyes cross and it's very silly. And then they go to prom and they go to, and they go to prom and she wants to be a vampire and he won't let her and then they spend the rest of the movies arguing about whether or not she gets to be a vampire. Let's be done with this. Goodbye. I'm rating this. This is the worst movie I've ever watched for this podcast. Wow, Wow. worse than fear.com.com. Worse, finally, almost six years later, worse than fear.com.com. This is the most psychic damage I have ever endured in service of this podcast. Half a star. The you lowest remember rating. when you were like, let's check on the time uh, <sighs> for this movie, and you pull up the, the bar, and it's like less than less halfway Less than halfway. <laughs> I, You're so miserable. Yeah, it was, it, was like, it was like being in like a Lovecraft story, and like, <laughs> op- and like opening the gate, and like <laughs> staring into the face of Azathoth. Like, it was like, wow. I, I took... <laughs> I, I took madness damage from <laughs> frenzy. Damage. Yeah. Well, ha- um, half half a star out of five. Low score I can go. What's wow. next? Please. Who's, who's next? So two is fine. I Jesus had a fun, Christ! I had a fine time laughing at it with you guys. And what if you had to watch it by yourself? What would you rate it? Well, lower. But that's not the experience I had, so that's not fair. Uh, well, no, we're rating the movie, not the experience. That's all I, I have mean. To rate. The experience is yeah. Part fuck of it, off! Like know? it's it's my rating. It's not the all rating. Right. Yeah. Fuck off! I'm giving it a two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's fine. I, uh, I look. There are movies where I have checked my phone way more. Like I didn't want. There are times where I earnestly didn't want to stop and check my phone or look away because I didn't want to miss the next stupid thing that was going to happen. And I have to give at least a little credit for that. I think that two stars is pretty is a weak movie. Two out of five. Like I could give it one and a half, but this movie did not make me upset. And like physically repulsed, like something like, mm. like the uh, like old did or that's uh, crazy. Old or like is such a better movie than um, this. I mean, it might yeah. be crazy. It might be, but I had a worse. And time I gave old it. a one and a half out of and five. I, I, I think it's totally fair and fine. I, I just uh, with with I I personally had a terrible time watching old. I had a kind of a fun time commiserating and watching this movie with you guys. Not a great time. Not an amazing time. It's not a great piece of art. It sucks. It's a piece of shit. Two. All right. I'll give it a two. Ben, you remember when the Collins were making Bella a spaghetti dinner? Yeah, we're and cooking she, Italiano. She said she already ate, and the sister got so mad that she crushed the salad bowl with I her hands. Yeah, I do remember destroyed that. the salad. I think this movie, look. If I was watching this by myself with no audience to heckle with, it would be an easy half star. You know, watching it with y- y'all, I think, is the way to do it. Watch this with other people where you can heckle it. I'm going to give it an overall one out of five. Okay. I've seen worse. This is not 
the worst thing I've seen. It is bad. It is pretty unforgivably bad. But like, oh yeah, it's the it, worst thing I've seen on the podcast. It didn't give me sure. psychic damage like it did tease. Yeah, this was a Agreed. really bad time. Well, uh, Twilight will receive an average rating of one point two out of five. There you uh, go. So. You know, Micah, I hope you had your laughs, bud. We did it. I will say I worry that we have opened the Pandora's box. I was talking to my brother about uh, us having to cover Twilight, and he was semi-threatening to subscribe to the podcast just so he could recommend the next one. Oh, no, (laughs) your brother. Oh, no, your brother giving us money every month. Oh, man. Do it. Like, oh my god. Honestly, do it if you're bad. Joseph, do it if you're bad, bro. Coward. Do it if, cow- yeah, coward. Give us ten dollars a month, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking do it if you're bad. Next week, blessedly, thankfully, it's my pick. Yes. I'm gonna bring Turn us back. The, the boat Dracula. I'm fucking swinging. I'm swinging the boat Dracula. Something hard cool. hard to starve. Are we gonna like break our necks from the whiplash of yeah, going bro. from this shit movie to yeah, like a bro. quality film? Yeah, bro. We're we're, we're, we're going back to David Cronenberg. We're doing yes. we're doing existence yes. next week. Oh yeah! We're hey, doing existence. One, one that all of us have watched. When did you see Existence? Like last time we talked about Cronenberg, you had not seen it. Like a month ago. Really? Yeah. We haven't talked about it. Yeah. Man, I was so banking on the podcast being your first experience with Existence. No, but it's great. It's a great movie. We can watch it together. We'll have fun. It is great. I am looking forward to it. It's been been a while. It's a great, it's a a fun movie. This is my first time and probably one of the only times because I still haven't seen like, uh, what's the one where the guy's head explodes? I haven't seen that one. Scanners. Yeah, I haven't seen Scanners. I haven't seen a few others. This This is the one and only time where like, We've done like four Cronenbergs at this point where I haven't seen them, and I was baby, and this one I've actually seen. Wow! So I yeah. can actually come into it. With and this, thoughts. and this was, and this is the one that I was banking on. You haven't, like, having not seen. Oh, damn, so. I'm sorry, bud. Uh, anyway, well, I mean, no. well, I love it's, it. So it's, a, it's a great, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. That's next week. Uh, Cleveland, give us a sponsor, real, 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 fast. real quick. All right, yeah, yeah uh, the, the shelf glows. Blah blah blah. Uh, scary things. Uh, uh, this episode was brought to you by this surreal person. Uh, just a little guy. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. Which one? Man, that's what I need after one. this. Little guy. Okay. He's a little friend. He's, I, gonna, he's gonna hang out with you. And you know what? It's okay, bud. We watch Twilight, but it's just a movie. It can't hurt you. He's oh, that's where you're wrong. It can. I hurt think us. it did hurt me, but I did. I did need just just a little guy just makes little me guy. feel better. It'll be all right, bud. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, just a little guy, for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, appreciate all right. It. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. We're done. If you like the show, and I think we've really earned it this week, please give us a five star rating. Yeah. Oh my really, god. Really, <laughs> really, really earned it on this one. Uh, we subjected ourselves to a bad time for your enjoyment. So leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, or wherever. Yeah. Uh, you can You're also on Stitcher. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's, Stitcher let's is about to not exist anymore. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's where I usually yeah. go. Stitcher's about to about to be gone if it's not already. Um, 
they are shutting down. Uh, so leave us a rating somewhere that's not Stitcher. Damn. Um, you, can, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Uh, if you become an honorary pod boy, you can punish us like Micah did this week. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. hesitant to put that energy out there, but if you want to give us money every you can, month. You can also like give us a, a good movie that you can we give can us like good talk movies. about. We've talked about cool a lot of our, yeah, a lot of our Patreon recommendations That'd have be been like really fun, good, interesting movies that mm-hmm. have given us a, a interesting, some of our best. Yeah. Conversations. Um, and then also twilight just now. <laughs> so, um, you can do that. Uh, and you know, of course, shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, and Micah, uh, and a special shout out to our newest honorary pod boy, Mitchell. Hell yeah, um, Mitchell! Yeah. Uh, and Welcome and to the fold. you know, Micah, I'm not happy with you right now, but um, <laughs> in the interest of forgiveness, uh, I'm going to be zen about this and say, you know what? It's okay. Thank you for recommending. That sinister as fuck. Dude. Hey, it made for I'm good a content. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Thank you for recommending Twilight for us, Micah. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, Micah, look out! That sounds really sinister. You can also follow the Patreon, not the Patreon, the podcast at letterbox.com/slash/podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. My recommendation for the week: Ben and I went to a concert earlier this week. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, one of the bands we saw was uh, Crossfitter. If you like really nasty blackened death metal, uh, you should check it out. They only have one recorded demo, Dry and Grinding Mouth. It's seven minutes of filth. Check it out. They're great. It's fucking sick. Oh. That show was metal as fuck. Was the more you guys when they the brought out the chalice of fake blood, I knew I was in for a fucking Oh, treat. yeah, during Sacramentum. Yeah, yeah. no, that was, a, that was a fucking sick show. Um. <laughs> For for my recommendation, I've been on a bit of a retro games kick, and I played earlier this week. I played this game called Mad Panic Coaster, and it's a PS One game. Uh, it was originally Japan only. It's a very arcadey game. Essentially, you play these two kids on the fastest coaster you can imagine, hanging on for dear life, oh. and it makes. Uh, games like Pizza Tower or Neon White or F-Zero look fucking lethargic in comparison. Whoa, okay. It is super fast-paced. It's super short. It's like an hour to play. I would definitely recommend it. Cleveland. Yeah, go play My Friendly Neighborhood. It's, it's dope. Yeah, I beat it on last Spooky Saturday. I, I did. It was good. I, oh, yeah. I have completed the game. Yeah, dude. So fucking I can recommend it. I, I like the choose. Resident Evil vibes, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sick. If you want Resident Evil, but with puppets, then get after it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of craft. There's a lot of care in that game. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. But where's your There's nothing I can